along with uh, uh, luminaries like Tom Tancredo. <laughs> uh, haven't heard that. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Hello and welcome to a special summer edition of Battery Mates is Hot as Hell here in London. I'm Matthew. I'm joined by <laughs> Toby in Chicago. Yeah, hi. I'm in Chicago. <laughs> hi. Hi. Hey. Hello. Oh, hello. Uh, we have got some baseball to talk about. We're recording today without tons to go through. Uh, we're going to try and cover the latest on the COVID situation, a bit more on um, the Cleveland meltdown. I think that's fair to call yeah, it a meltdown it's called now, a meltdown we're going to talk a little bit about our old friend kurt schilling and um our new friend um uh tatis and his unwritten rules um but we're recording <laughs> today partly because i'm going on holiday tomorrow and i uh, wanted to get one out of the way uh before the before the all-star me star break <laughs> i'm going on a break it's what i'm trying to say <laughs> oh, i love calling uh vacation a me star break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we have a new a name for the episode. Um, no, but that's uh, that's that's right. I think we wanted to make sure we covered some just some updates here. We promised you we'd we'd uh, we'd talk about um, what was continuing to transpire in Cleveland. The day we put out our last episode, I believe we had a big update, so we didn't get a chance to to talk about it. Um, but should we start with where everybody's minds mind is right now? Um, yeah. We're still playing baseball. We're still playing baseball somehow. Somehow, I don't know. It, it's a it's so it's it's so weird to look at the um, the standings because like some <laughs> teams are like sixteen and nine, other teams are five and six. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah it does seem like odd. somebody's pl- like a entire team's planes have crashed, um, and they're just <laughs> they're they're being forced to make do with whatever they got. Um, but but we have. You know, um, how many teams now have had outbreaks? Is it four? Uh, Cardinals, Marlins, Phillies. Um, well, we have a now, case on the Mets now. And and there's a case on the Mets. So a couple of other teams have had um, have had cases. One so right. was out for a few days. Um a couple of other teams have had like one 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 dude out, but the, those out the thing is those outbreaks have such a a, a big knock on effect. Like the 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 Yankees Met series is basically done for this weekend. Yeah. Right, it just it just ripples out. I read um, yesterday, so presumably still true even when we put this out, that this is the longest stretch in baseball history without all thirty teams playing on one day. That hasn't happened. Not we haven't had all thirty teams playing on one day since opening day. Oh my! I didn't even know that. Well, that's depressing. Um, the inter- I think the the crazy thing is that the teams that have been most affected by this, the Marlins and the Cardinals, are both playing five hundred baseball. Would both be in the playoffs if the season ended today? That's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. It, it it seems to have helped the Marlins at least because I mean oh, their yeah. their team is on paper horrendous mm-hmm. and. That was their opening day lineup. Yeah, many of those people are out, and and they're 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 playing pretty well. I mean, they've started to struggle. Some of the teams that were definitely 
um, uh, performing above their um, what's the above their mean? What, what's their phrase? <laughs> you know, tigers, uh, out over their skis. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> over their skis. That's going to be the national motto once Joe Biden is the president. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 tigers have slightly fallen off a cliff. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if uh, people are regressing, but um, the the Marlins seem to have weathered the storm pretty well. Yeah, they have lost five in a row. I just looking at this, so maybe that's <laughs> it's starting to catch up with them. But they, it is it, it did look like it might be a real life like major league <laughs> where they have just a bunch of bums yeah. and they were just uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody's ever heard of you. Um, I don't want to imply that these, these players are bad, but uh, it took a, a pandemic to get them a spot on a major league team. So um, that's that's pretty big. And Puig is still out somehow. <laughs> I just realized he had COVID. Right? Is what he's out. He, I don't know if he had it, but he, I mean, he definitely tested positive for it. But I don't know how how serious it was, or right. whether it was a false positive or not. But that that caused his Braves deal to fall through, and he hasn't been picked up since. So yeah, it's, it's, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's strange. Um, well, speaking of COVID cases, and um, I mean, I guess this, <laughs> the end of that 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 bit on around the horn is um, well, I guess we're still playing baseball <laughs> um, <laughs> in spite of everything. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see breaking news on this podcast. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how, uh, the NFL or, you know, how they can do this without a bubble. I don't know. Um, baseball search, sure trying. Um, and maybe if we ever do talk about the expanded playoffs, we can talk about the fact that they are, um, uh, there, there's a trial balloon out there about them playing it in a bubble or two bubbles. Um, so anyway, uh, speaking of COVID cases and, uh, the intrigue that it follows. Um, you all, regular listeners, will know about the Cleveland meltdown um, from last last week. Um, so on the last episode, we talked about how you know we had two pitchers who broke protocol, went out uh, after a game in Chicago, and um, you know put the, their team at risk. Um, one of them came clean, got busted, to be clear, and was like sent home in a rental car. The other one, Mike Clevenger, who should know better, like sat through a team meeting, kind of defended the other guy, ended up uh, getting found out the next day after he had flown home with the team. Um, uh, one of one of his one of his rotation mates um, is literally recovering uh, is has leukemia. You know, he's he has and that's is a very high risk case and is playing the season in spite of that. Um, and Mike Clevenger decided. Um, Ah, what's the what's what really could go wrong here? Um, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Jeez. Um, so anyway, uh, fast forward to last Friday. Um, they had the, Cleveland's had put them both pitchers on the restricted list um, and kind of had made do without them. By all uh, accounts, the, the the clubhouse was kind of a mess. People were giving angry quotes. Um, people were pretty upset about their teammates. Um, violations of protocol and and they and they lost both games to the Cubs uh, pretty handily too. It was pretty they're pretty the two easily the worst games of the season. So something didn't seem right. So fast forward to Friday night, Friday morning. Uh, Plesak and Clevenger are invited to come um, drive rental cars to the team in to meet the team in Detroit and give a, a and and kind of have a conversation about what happened. Um, we don't know a lot about what was said beyond that both pitchers got a chance to speak and players, the rest of the players and coaches got a chance to ask questions and 
sound off. Um, and here's what we know is after the, the meeting, a uh, uh, two things happened. <laughs> One veteran, Oliver Perez, who's um, the only player on the team older than I am, uh, said he would opt out of the season if these, these players were allowed to stay on the, stay on the team. <laughs> so tough. And um, and we don't know if that how much that played into the decision, but the decision was to send them back to Cleveland. <laughs> the team is about to start a three game series in Detroit. Um, you're going to go back to the the alternate site. Um, so they had to drive back uh, independently um, to to Cleveland to um, where they're still in the, at the Lake County alternate site. So um, and unclear when they, I think they're eligible to return to the team as soon as Monday. Um, but it's unclear when that could happen. We they've already announced they're starting. They're bringing up a pitcher who hasn't pitched above Double A, one of our top pitching prospects, Tristan McKenzie, to pitch on Saturday. So they're like <laughs> maybe lapping uh, at least Please Aiden Clevenger for this season. I don't know. It, it, it kind of remains to be seen what'll happen. Um, it does seem like the clubhouse has responded, though. Uh, we have not lost a game since they did this, uh, since they sent them down. Um, so but I, I read, I read, I, read, I mean that that is so tough. But also, like when when I heard that, I was I was like, that is wild. Like you never usually see, right, that kind of talk outside of the clubhouse. But then I was like, I think that was. I realized that that, that baseball has conditioned me to be shocked by that because that's actually <laughs> like really normal behavior for for people to be that pissed and to talk about that is not that's not abnormal that that, like oliver perez's response and the and the the team's response is like totally reasonable (laughs) right (laughs) and i was it's just that because you you because you so rarely see it or hear it um it it kind of it kind of took me back but i i also i i I can't remember if i read this or i heard this on on a on a podcast that because they're at the alternative site they're not racking up service time yes and um within within the next three or four weeks they'll go past the point at which this year counts as a year for their service time and so what this could mean for clevenger in particular is another year before he's a free agent yes so it could end up costing him millions of dollars yes yeah and that would be bananas i mean service time manipulation is bullshit but <laughs> in this circumstance, <laughs> I kind of would be willing to look the other way. And that's the thing. Like, I think if the pitchers, if the, if Oliver Perez hadn't said, like, "Hey, if, you, if I'm going to opt out, if if these guys are, are allowed to stay here in Detroit with us," um, I think if that hadn't happened, I think the front office would be, they'd be people would be a lot more. There'd be a lot more speculation by the front office trying to manipulate service time. Now, I will say. It, it does seem to be a friendly bonus to the front office or a nice incentive for them to make this punishment harsh. Um, that, yeah. it, it, because I think that the, you know, Cleveland knows what its advantages are and what its disadvantages are. And I think um, maintaining, maintaining player control in their peak years uh, at an affordable rate is one of those big advantages. Uh, one of those things they, they, they seek, they seek out pretty, um, it's, been, it's been their strategy for a long, long time since the nineties. So right. uh, I think, and the other thing, um, the, the trade deadline is coming up uh, a week from Monday, right? And so um, there was a lot of talk that Clevenger would probably be a, a, a candidate to be traded after this season because he would be 
um, two years away from free agency. Uh, he would be still very valuable. He'd be a, a one or two pitcher on a lot of teams. Um, and we're we're kind of just we obviously have a lot of depth at this spot. Um, you know, most teams can't trade away Kluber, Bauer, and Clevenger in a in a year's time and still be competitive. Um, and yet somehow the baseball gods are smiling down on the Clevelands right now. Um, it does seem it does seem like a a really like foolish move to to trade one or both of them um and i don't think they would trade both of them but it that service time question adds trade value like if he's a free agent not after 2022 but after 2023 yeah, um yeah. that is that makes him a lot more valuable so i don't know we'll see i think it's only like 10 more days he has to stay down there um for, for him to, to <laughs> the a thing loss, i thought like was funny was uh the thing i thought was funny was um the idea that Oliver Perez saying if these if these two guys are back I'm out was like a gun to the <laughs> to the to the front office's head. And they were like, yeah, okay, Oliver, <laughs> settle down. But it's just like it's just like an easy an easy thing to point to. I wouldn't it wouldn't totally surprise me if someone in the front office had said, look, we need someone to come out here and just like cause a bit of a ruckus to give us the cover. Right. I don't know if they're that smart or that like that's what I do, but maybe maybe they're not maybe they're not, they're not that cynical. But I, I just don't think that Oliver Perez is holding all of the cards <laughs> in that, in, with that ultimatum. It would be really surprising. Um, I will say he's having a great year. I mean, he's thirty nine, I think, and still have, and he's pitched. He's been really good on Cleveland. Um, uh, and especially this season with the, with the three batter minimum, like he was a lefty specialist for a long time, and it's really surprising that he's still doing okay. Now he's. It's this is the beautiful thing about this season. We're 25 games into the season. This is it's still a really small sample size, but he's having a great year. Um, uh, should we get to yeah, the story? Every, well, wait, go ahead. Yeah, this is this is what everyone's tuning in for. Yeah. We're like we're just hanging around trying to keep people um, <laughs> on for as long as possible, so we get the the minutes listened racked up for our sponsor <laughs> sponsorship fees. But everyone wants to hear us talk about Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Chilling. The, the man who would be senator of Massachusetts from Massachusetts <laughs> was he yeah, going to run against um, was he going to run against Elizabeth Warren is that what he was going to do he was he was yeah he was I, I don't I think he I think he announced he made a formal announcement that he was considering forming an exploratory committee <laughs> which is not usually how those things go I'm exploring forming an exploratory committee um uh, so the the story here is if if you if you if you're one of the very few people that bothers to listen to battery mates who doesn't know what's going on here, uh, Steve Bannon and um, some henchmen have been indicted for um, defrauding uh, the Build the Wall GoFundMe community <laughs> the, who raised twenty five million dollars to privately build uh, a section of. Uh, a wall between Mexico and the United States of America. Um, according to the indictment, they siphoned off a million dollars of that money, lied to GoFundMe about what they were doing because GoFundMe are fairly robust about yeah. where the money goes, and they do they do genuinely check up on uh, people. I've been involved in some vetting of of um, uh, funders, and they, they are pretty robust about it. But these people allegedly lied about the whole situation uh, they funneled money off for their private personal expenses one of them apparently used it to buy a boat uh, there's always there's always a there's always a boat involved in these things uh, Steve Bannon is um, has, has been in court already in handcuffs which was um, great great to see 
and um, uh, Kurt Schilling is involved. He is on the board of uh, the Build the Wall pack, whatever they're called, along with uh, uh, luminaries like Tom Tancredo. Uh, <laughs> haven't heard that. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, Eric uh, Prince, um, who oh, yeah. goes around the world trying to start wars with people, um, and 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 others. So. Um, uh, a load of maniacs involved in this it is it is like um uh, uh you know their their board meetings must have been like a, a scene from a, a bond film with kurt schilling there um uh, bringing celebrity kudos to the to the group i we saw on twitter yesterday um somebody saying that he'd been arrested and i was very excited by that yes and tweeted about it and talked about it and um, was just gen- generally like a really um, in preparation for today's recording I went to look to read a bit more about it so we could talk about it a bit more and <laughs> there's nothing out there at all yeah so it might be that it's bollocks and not true but he's definitely involved he was on the board Steve Bannon is fairly bound to rights I read the entire indictment yesterday just for the schadenfreude it was delicious <laughs> Kurt Schilling is either an idiot or in trouble um, hopefully both um really just made my made my week yeah i think it's pretty clear i was doing the same thing last night i was like you know what i didn't i literally like to see like a perp walk or something you know uh from kurt schilling i went to look and i think i did find an article saying that it's not true that he was arrested yet he hasn't been arrested yet but he's tied up in this chris kobach tied up with this um the the great tom tancredo is caught up in this it's who knows who's going down in this don jr uh, it had raised, helped raise them money. Um, and that'll surprise you that he was, he's been involved in a scam like that. Um, yeah, no, um, it's good. It's also really cool to see these scam, like these scam organizations that prey on small dollar donors, like finally get their comeuppance. And I'll grant it, it sounds like there was a ridiculously egregious example here, like of, of, of self-dealing and, and all, but, yeah. but this is not, you know, this is not that, <laughs> This is happening a lot uh, in our in our in our business. I think what we've learned is you are allowed to say the president has selected you for a seven (laughs) X donor match as long as you don't use that money to personally enrich yourself. You (laughs) use the money to enrich the purpose of the of the pack or the campaign. What you can't do is say we're going to build a wall. None of this money will be used for any wages or personal effects and then use it to buy a boat. That's where the line is. So the people running uh, those shitty uh, burn and churn email lists um, on both sides, on both sides, we're a, we're a fair and balanced podcast, <laughs> um, aren't in trouble based on this. I mean, they are ethically in trouble and um, should think about what they're doing. But they're not in legal trouble unless unless they're using the money to buy a boat. <laughs> well, this does. I don't want to get all political here, but this does cast some <laughs> doubt on that bloody sock, doesn't it? Like this <laughs> level of of fraud to you know it just. And I you know who knows it? Who knows that the bloody sock seems like a really weird thing to have made up. Um, but now that you, you get a sense, a little taste, a little bit what what he's. What else he does with his? So we do. Uh, he, yeah. he should he should plead to it as part of a um, yeah, plea bargain. <laughs> you know, don't send me to jail for defrauding the build the wall schmucks in return for me confessing that yes, it was ketchup. 
and everybody was in on it. Bob Costas was in on it. Um, anyway, uh, should we take a quick word from our sponsor? I'm, I, I think it's time. Yeah, it's time. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by the Special Committee Against Money in Politics and Congress. Are you on a fixed income and afraid they'll shut off your power? Or that Republicans will close your post office? Good. It's okay to be scared as long as your wallet is nearby. Here at the Special Committee Against Money in Politics and Congress, we specialize in sending you emails, asking you for money, and we make that money go far. We're coming to you on this podcast because we've been sending you a lot of emails and you haven't responded. Nancy Pelosi is tearing her hair out. Barack Obama is on the verge of tears. And Joe Biden says he might drop out if we don't hit our fundraising goal. And if you give today, your donation will be matched by 20 times, 20 times over by a mysterious group of angels. Rush into donation right now at scampack.org. And let's make Donald Trump regret the day he called us sad. I'd like to revise and extend the remarks I made earlier about um uh approaches yeah, to email fundraising yes uh i think that they're great and it's a vital <laughs> service that uh america it speaks to who america is in this moment <laughs> is what i want to say yeah you know honestly and I, I i we didn't know who our sponsor was before we went off on that last tangent but um you know it's a it's a lot of there's a lot of gray area you were just saying there's a lot of gray area i heard nothing about a boat in there no. um no, no promises that they're not going to buy a boat. So, yeah. Um, well, speaking of rules that are meant to be broken, um, <laughs> should we talk about right. Fernando Tatis? We have been fantastic at pivots recently. <laughs> um, we have really gone off at like, unexpected moments. Talking of which, uh, Tatis Jr.'s uh, Grand Slam has got um, the old people in baseball uh, livid um about young people being on their lawns um <laughs> did you did you did you actually watch the game or have you been back and watched the the highlight I, I think i watched the highlight the next day um but they've had a quite a week there in san diego <laughs> slam diego <Yeah. laughs> four, four games in a row they have hit grand slams which is which is a nut that is a that's a crazy it's never crazy happened statistic before. it's never happened has it ever happened Never happened ever. Yeah, no. I mean that doesn't that doesn't surprise me that much. There's a lot of baseball played, but sometimes that that's just that's just bonkers. But I mean, what 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 is your? I mean, I think I don't know how much there is to talk about this one because I think there's a fairly general consensus that uh, being mad at him for hitting a grand slam on a three zero pitch when they were six runs up is nuts <laughs> and yeah. silly. And I can't. There's not that many people disagreeing with that. I mean, the people that do disagree with that happen to be color commentators on uh, uh, major sports network networks, but I can't really see anyone else <laughs> or his own, about or it. his own manager <laughs> who oh, made him manager. apologize. Now, I I think the the most encouraging thing about this whole blow up is that m- the vast majority of of baseball fans and reasonable people were like, uh, "What do you what what did he do wrong? Why did he apologize for this?" <laughs> um, and the the, the, the uh, for those of you who didn't follow, he the, the team was up seven runs in like the what the seventh inning or eighth inning, it was late in the game. Uh, they were up seven runs, and he came up with the bases loaded on a three zero count um, and hit a grand slam. I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's there's an argument to be made that even if this is there's an unwritten rule here, um, just you know throw a better pitch at three and zero. Anyway, a- anyway, that's all to say. 
Um, the, the, I guess the conversation is really revolving around unwritten rules. And like, I think if I were to suggest a, a change for, for baseball culture um, around the unwritten rules, it's not that we need to have get rid of all the unwritten rules because I think there's something to be said. Most of the rules, most of the unwritten rules are boil down to just don't be a dick, right? And I think yeah. if you can just not be an asshole, like a raging asshole, yeah. I, I think you can pretty much be okay. Um, Fernando Tatis did nothing wrong. He, he, he swung at a pitch that, you know, the context of the game notwithstanding, like you get a 3-0 meatball, you're, you should crush it. Um, and, you know, yeah. and you know the, the chances that he was going to hit a grand slam there were pretty low. Um, you know, and that's this, this is all to say, like a seven-run lead, is that your is that your your the line where which you can't add runs or you can't play to win? Um, because Cleveland right. in two thousand one, Cleveland <laughs> came back from a twelve run. Um, we were losing by twelve runs, I think, in the seventh inning, um, and I think we were losing by nine runs in the in the eighth, and we went on to win the game uh, in extra innings. Good. So it, Blue Jays beat the Phillies last night after being seven nothing down. They won the game set nine seven. Yeah, the, with the the Blue Jays won. That one? The Blue Jays won 9 7 yeah. after being 7 0 down. It's because the Phillies took their foot off the gas. You know? <laughs> but I, I think, like, still, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a different. The next day, Fernando Tatis, like, stole third uh, when they were up big, too, didn't he? <laughs> like, which I think is a little <laughs> sillier and, uh, and probably a little bit more disrespectful, but still just, like, playing, you know, playing the game to win, playing with meaning. I, I, I think that yeah. the, the, like, the rule of, not being like one of the unwritten rules in baseball is like not it, pitchers shouldn't like react um pissed off about their fielders making a mistake and i think that's a good rule right like that's just causes yeah. problems i mean i i see what you mean about about don't be a dick but um trevor plouffe on the john boy uh podcast made a really good point that i hadn't ever really thought about which was the unwritten rules almost entirely favor the pitcher and oh, yeah. it's basically you know, once once you are a certain number of runs up to stop trying, but that that doesn't go for the pitcher. Right. Like if <laughs> if if you're if you have got to three three zero and you don't want the batter to swing, why don't you intentionally walk the guy? You know, like what? Why do you get a free strike out of that? Um, if you don't want players to steal when you're a certain number of runs up, why are you holding them on? You know, if you're not holding them on first base and they go to second, that's uh, uh, f uh, field of indifference. Right. So I, I thought that was a good point. And, you know, I'm kind of new to this. And, and so some of these, you know, new newish, I came to it in my 30s. And I, if I'm at a game and it's like seven nothing in the seventh inning, I've, I've not lost interest in seeing good baseball. Right. I still want to see baseball i still want to be entertained like are they, they you know should fans just leave at that point i mean <laughs> i just I, I don't i don't i don't, I don't, well, yeah. I don't get that like yeah there should, be a, there should be if, like, if, if there's if there's a line they should have a, a mercy rule right like if there's a line after right. which we're not going to play any baseball seriously anymore it should be they should call it i mean i i to me i, I think the yeah i think that's exactly right the the there's a difference between uh ending a competitive game before the end of the actual game <laughs> and not being a dick so like not not bunting on a no hitter um <laughs> seems to me like why not 
you, you, if you're still trying to win the game, uh, just because the pitch has got a no-no going doesn't mean you should stop trying. Leaning in to get a hit by a pitch on a perfect game, as happened to Max Scherzer a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember. That's being a dick. That's being like, a dick. That's, that, that's, that, I mean, leaning into a pitch I anyway think... is, bit, is a dickish move, but <laughs> during the, the perfect game. The, 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 um, in, back in like the early 90s, Cleveland was being no hit by Jim Abbott. Do you know who Jim Abbott is? No. Jim Abbott was um uh, he his 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 right-handed pitcher um and his left arm he was I was born with a deformity in his left arm and didn't have a full arm. Um and he was a good pitcher. Um but he wore his glove kind of like on his his uh, forearm and then would would it was awesome. You should go back and look at replays, but he he could switch, he'd throw the ball, pitch, he's a pitcher and put the glove on his on his right hand he would be able to field the ball and then i don't even know i still don't to this day don't know how he did this but he would be able to flip the ball into his hand while losing his glove and throw to first base it's crazy anyway he was no hitting the clevelands back in the early 90s ninth inning carlos Baerga comes up. i think it was carlos Baerga. i i don't want to besmirch him unless it was actually him i'll look this up afterwards but he, he in the ninth inning goes to lay down a bunt on jim abbott like who's throwing a no hitter I kind of feel like that's being a dick. <laughs> the guy, the the one arm pitcher is throwing a no hitter. Like, and the thing is, Jim Abbott made the play, <laughs> so we got he got his comeuppance. But it's still like you got it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You can you can defend against bunting. Yeah. Like bunting for a hit is hard. So yeah. <laughs> you know, get the guy out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I think everyone said this about uh, Tatis Junior. If 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 you didn't want to hit, if you didn't want him to hit a grand slam, you should have thrown a better a better pitch. Right, you know? right. It's like I just you know lots of those lots of these unwritten rules just seem like intended to help players um, who have a grueling season. But I'm a fan. I want I want to watch good baseball. Yeah, and I want to watch bad. But I want to watch pitches blow just, up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I. I I, yeah, there's always yeah, a lot of this. Um, like there's a there's a, a comparison over into cricket, like the spirit of the game. Like the cricket's version of the unwritten rules is called the spirit of the game, and to the extent that, like, there's a, a an idiom in English, English English, that fair or if someone's going against the unwritten rules, they say that's just not cricket. Like that that's just not cricket. You, know, you <laughs> yeah. can use in the entirety of life for people that like go and re- reserve parking spots when, you know, when they, when they, when they go out or whatever. Um, <laughs> but the, the rules are all, all about um, the, 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 those rules are all about not being a dick. Right. It's things like if you know you're out, you just walk, you don't wait for the umpire to, to umpire's ruling. You just walk. If you know you're out, you've got to be honest and and so on. And being like not being a dick to the other players and stuff like that. So the spirit of the game. But none of those are about like, well, we're winning by miles, so we should all just stop trying. Right. Uh, none of them are like that. So, yeah, well, that was my that was my thought. There's one other unwritten rule that I think um, it just we need to throw it away. We just need to throw it away. And it's it's the rule that where if you're if if it's after the eighth inning. Um, and your team's up by by six or seven runs that you should stop stop shagging those balls because <laughs> you absolutely need to keep shagging those balls no matter what is happening in the game 
whether a game's happening at all. In fact, most shagging of balls happens when there's no game on at all, right? Yeah. Practice. Yep. So there's, there's 27 outs, and you have to shag your balls all the way through. Shag those balls. Shag those balls. Can you say hello to Toby? Hello. Do you want to show him your medal? You have a medal? What did you get a medal for? What did you get a medal for, Lily? Because I was good at um, swimming. Um, swimming lesson. Oh, swimming? It's a medal for swimming? Yeah. Swimming lesson. Swimming lesson. Wow, that's so cool. Are you well, a good swimmer? Then. Are you a good swimmer? Yes. Wow. That's really Did you cool. Buy bubbles? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. Bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. <laughs>